0: Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ, and welcome to the Innocence Redeemed podcast. I'm your host, Ray Bergman, and the title of today's show is going to be called Waiting On and Suffering for the Lord. So, as you might have noticed by now, I've been quiet for the last two weeks. and Before that, I had done a show with many rounds, and before that, I had been silent for a few weeks. And the reason for this, guys, is because it's nothing as far as not getting anything done i've been just sitting here praying and sitting with the lord and in between resting my mind just resting my spirit because i really do believe we are in a time of transition just before uh there's a change in the seasons or the calling and it's not just myself i've heard from at least two or three others who are going through the same thing and i've gathered that the one common theme is we're waiting. Everyone's waiting. Like waiting for what? Waiting for their next role as far as what they're to do. Waiting to be moved. Waiting to get revelation. Waiting on provision. Waiting on direction guidance. Whatever you would loop into your situation, It seems that everybody's waiting for something right now or waiting for instruction on what
1: to do in a particular situation. And those times of waiting, guys, are not always easy. You know, we know that
0: we're tried by trials and they increase our faith and a lot of it's patience training. Patience training, why? Well, because we know that things are about to change. I mean, we are about to be unequivocally challenged in what comes. You know, as far as patience, our faith, and what have you. Especially when persecution begins to arise. You know, there was a brother who uh, sent me a video from C-SPAN. And for those of you outside the United States, c SPAN's a network that airs over here on cable and satellite. That shows um, what's going on in our government. And the House about a week ago, and this befuddled me. I found this out yesterday. I didn't even know about it. Um, They passed a resolution to impeach Joe Biden. Now, it's interesting because, you know, I'm not taking political sides anymore. I don't vote anymore. But when Donald Trump was president, they never missed an opportunity to put something like that on the news. So I just find it interesting that this passed the House, and it's on its way to the Senate, or has gone to the Senate. I don't even know the status of the bill at this point. And uh, there's nothing being said at all on the news, not even in, hardly in the independent media. I have not seen anything on it. But uh, that's what's going on. And uh, if I didn't know any better, I would say that once they pass this bill, if it goes to the Senate, if they can make a case... They're going to impeach him because he's showing himself incompetent. You know, we know what's happening on the world stage, you know, as far as uh, the rumors of war and where that's going. I mean, most of you are aware there was just an incident over in Russia. What was it now? Like last weekend. So it's clear that we have war hawks and those who just want to completely destroy this country. But you see, you got to understand scripture is being fulfilled, too. And America is part of that. I've said before, it's no secret. I believe that America is Babylon, or what people would refer to as Mystery Babylon. And her judgment is about to take place. If they impeach Biden, which they likely will, or he'll be removed by some means, they will
1: put Kamala in there. Now, it's interesting because I had been studying Revelation 12.
0: And the woman dressed in scarlet, and how she makes mockeries of God and his people. And I've wondered often if she is the woman who is referred to in that scripture. I'm still seeking revelation on that. I don't know for sure, but I will tell you this I remember I had this dream uh, right before Biden became president. And in this dream, I was at an arena, and it was a rally for Biden. And I am not a Biden supporter. But in this dream, this is what I was shown. And I did not hear Biden speaking. I've shared this dream before. It's up on my page or under my dream section. Um, I did hear Kamala laughing. So I definitely know that she has something to do with what's coming. As far as how long she's in there and what she's going to do, I don't know for sure. But if she's leadership, based upon the way she has conducted herself, she is through and through a Jezebel. I could certainly see that she is going to ramp up the persecution. And even if it's not her publicly, she will appoint someone or she'll just fall in line with whatever the UN or the globalists want. It could be under the guise of another lockdown. Then she gives the command, round up the Christians and conservatives. I don't know how it'll take place
1: but I can tell you she has something to do with it. So, why do I bring this up? Well, I bring this up because
0: before Jesus was persecuted, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And when we look at Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46, Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Now, keep verse 38, Matthew twenty-six thirty-eight, in the back of your mind, where he says, stay here and watch with me. Because this is going to be key in something else I'm going to mention soon. Going on in verse 39. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as
1: you will. So at that point, Jesus was very grieved. He was very grieved because he knew what was
0: coming. He knew that he was going to be betrayed. He knew. And I had a dream recently. I feel I saw the Lord in this dream grieving. He was praying. Like he, it was like he was interceding for everybody. And he was crying. This was like a few nights ago. And I've been wondering what it meant ever since I had the dream. But the more and more I've been reflecting on it, I believe that he's interceding for us. Well, he's always interceding for us, but especially because of the times we walk in. And there's a lot of us down here crying out right now. I know I've had moments where I have prayed Matthew twenty six thirty nine, and I've said, Father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering from me, but not as I will, but what you will. What does that mean? That means the Lord's will be done. And I'm going to get into suffering for the Lord, but I want to go on. Matthew twenty six forty. then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, when you're worn down and we see all these things coming, we see all these things coming, we know, like you heard what me and many rounds talked about, when you know all these things are coming, let's just be real, you know, and have a general conversation. We're all getting tired. We're wondering what's next. We're wondering how long we're going to be here. Some people are to the point, it's like, you know what, let's get on with it. You know, I'm getting so tired of it because this world's wicked. And a lot of the people in it are wicked. You know, I still see people going around acting like, oh, you know, July 4th. Oh, let me celebrate and set off fireworks. It's like, yeah, you just celebrate the death of our country. Okay, you go right on ahead. I'm going to sit here and pray. And it's almost like they're not keeping watch. They're not understanding the times we live because if they were, they wouldn't be out celebrating. This is a time of sorrow we're in. And I don't know about the rest of you. I have been grieving a lot. There's been a lot of sorrow in my heart that I've been feeling. And there's been times I'm sitting here waiting for my next move. I'm sitting here waiting, whether it be to give you guys a new podcast or to seek what the Lord wants me to do. Um, I'm sitting here saying, you know, Lord, you know, please take the suffering from me because there's times I'm in between tears and to the point I can't even uh, cry about it anymore. Because I know what's coming. I've been shown what's coming. And you know, if the average person knew what was coming, they wouldn't be taking vacations and celebrating. Let me just tell you right now. They'd be drawing near the Lord. And I have said several times, this is why I did the Embrace Him podcast. I said, you need to be seeking the Lord out and what He wants you to do. Because that's going to mean a difference between being caught up in what comes... And his guidance in everything. And that's what I've been waiting for is guidance. And that's why this podcast is appropriate. Because when I hear that multiple people are going through this, it's obvious that's where we are. We're almost like in a time of silence. It's so quiet right now. You can hear the pin drop. I see that there's hardly been interaction. There's people out there still warning in different ministries. But they're almost recycling everything. It's almost like things are being recycled. They're not... There's not really any fresh revelation as to what's coming because we've already been told. So we know that Jesus came to his disciples and he said, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. What does that mean? It means that as we get worn down, we are tempted to turn to the comforts of the world. We don't want to face what's coming. It's almost like we. We want to run back out and do what makes us feel better, whether it's, uh, you know, getting together and going to parties for July 4th or whatever. Now, I'm not saying this is everybody, but there's a good portion who will say, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But we want to be sober and vigilant right now and stop pretending that things are just going to keep going on like the song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. It's not going to work that way. And like I said, if people knew what was coming, they'd be taking it more seriously. They would be keeping watch, and they would be continuously praying and seeking the Lord, and that's what I've been doing. Do you think there's not times I'm not tired and I don't want to go just get, go away to the mountains and get away and, you know, travel or something just to, you know, take the stress away? No, I can't. As much as I would want to do that. You know, I have to fight against flesh, and that includes sin for some of you.
1: You don't want to be falling back into sin. You don't want to be getting weary and giving up. When we go on
0: in Matthew 26, verse 42, again, a second time, he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, Your will be done. That's what I was just saying earlier. In other words, you know, when we say the Our Father prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it is in heaven. In other words, God, what is your purpose for me? What do you want me to do right now? How can I prepare myself? How can I prepare my family? What can I do to serve you, Lord? And there's been times I've been praying that. And he says, hold on just a little bit longer for me, my son hold on just a little bit longer. I'm going to come through for you. I'm going to come through for you. And some of you, you're waiting for revelation on what to do next. Some of you, he's, uh, you're waiting for some kind of provision. You know, you're waiting to be moved. Maybe, you know, you might have a job uh, situation where you need to know what you're doing. And some are worried about that too. Like, well, how am I going to, I need to get a job, or uh, you know, pray for me that I got a job, and, um, and, and I've had that prayer request a few times, and what people aren't realizing is that very soon, whenever this event comes, whatever it's going to be, you know, I've talked about the CBDC and all that, and everything going digital, they're going to make it so that you are getting paid digitally. They're already setting up social credit in different places right now. It's in the UN plans. And they're setting up things to surveil everything. They're not doing all this for no reason, okay? They don't get ready and spend all this money on infrastructure to do these things if they're not going to use them. Just like they're not going to pass online censorship bills if they do not plan at some point to restrict your ability to get online and say what you will. This has been another reason I've been upset that I haven't gotten as much out because I don't know when my time Um, for not speaking anymore is going to be, or at least not online. Innocence redeemed lives within me. The Lord's put that in me. Whether he has me online or has me preaching in person, that's his call. That's what I've been seeking him on. That's what I mean. Pray what his will is. Watch with him for that hour. Continue to pray. Pray for direction. Pray for strength. Keep asking and keep knocking. Because when you keep knocking, the word even says, the door will eventually be opened. But if you consistently just say, oh, well, I'm just going to go do what I want, then when all these things happen, are you going to be prepared? Because let me just tell you, when it happens, there are going to be many caught off guard. So you want to keep praying. You know, Matthew 26, verse 43, and he came, he being Jesus, and found them asleep again for their eyes were
1: heavy in other words they got weary they went back into the world you know they this is the parable that they fell
0: asleep but essentially they got weary of of everything happening they went back into the world and decided well i'm just going to go play in the world you know i'm not going to pray i'm not going to keep watch so matthew 26:44 so he left them went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. You know why Jesus was praying? Because he knew. You know why he was grieving in the dream I had? Because he knew. He knew that people were getting weary and they're going into the world and he's interceding that they come back. And that's what he's been saying all
1: along. Come to me, my son. Come to me, my daughter. I know that you're tired. I know, but I want to help you. Verse 45,
0: then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of
1: sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Jesus said that a man's
0: enemies would be in his own household. This is not a time you want to be making friends with the world. You want to be seeking the Lord for everything and on everything, every decision you make. Especially when it comes to your immediate environment and those around you. You want to be praying about everything. And I mean everything, asking or seeking at least where he's leading you and what comes. You want to be aware as to what's happening in this world, not the ridiculousness. Don't be distracted, because you know what I was saying earlier about Biden. A lot of people, if he gets impeached, I can tell you the very first thing they're gonna do is celebrate. Woo woo, we had a win. I would be very suspicious to anything that is marketed or put out there as a good thing. Because the enemy, one of his greatest things to do is deceive. And do you not think that they won't use politics that there's possibly a chance?
1: I would not Count on it. We want to stay vigilant and keep watch. And that's what Jesus was saying to his
0: disciples. He was telling them, You couldn't even pray to me for an hour. You couldn't keep watch. You just keep falling
1: asleep. You keep going back into the world. That's what he's saying to his body right now, not to grow weary. Now, do you remember at the beginning when I started reading Matthew 26 and I
0: specifically said, Remember, Verse 38, when Jesus said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Watch with me. Be vigilant. Pray to me. Draw near to me. We can look at Luke 12, specifically verse 35 through 40. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning. Keep the oil in your lamp. And you yourselves be like men who wait for their master. That's what you go through when you are waiting. We're in a season of waiting. Wait. When he will be returning from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching, not sleeping. I added the not sleeping part. Assuredly, I say to you that he will gird himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if he should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. In other words, you don't want to perish because you weren't keeping watch. And you certainly don't want to be perishing in sin. You don't want to die in your sin. Now, verse 39, this is key because this correlates to Matthew 26, 38. Jesus said to keep watch. But know this. If the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, I say again, a lot of people get caught up in all the rapture doctrine. Jesus said we would suffer, and when we keep watch... That means keep watch because our redemption draws nigh in whatever way it happens, whether we have to endure until the very end, whether we perish, it doesn't matter because Jesus said to
1: endure. The believers are going to go through the same things that a lot of the
0: unbelievers go through. A lot of people are like, we're not appointed to wrath. The wrath is at the very, very end. That's when everybody who does not repent and is left on the earth is found to deserve that final wrath of God. We're likely going to be, those of us who are true believers, we're likely going to be out of here before then, in whatever way. You know, everybody will will sit there and say, oh, we're all going to get our heads chopped off. No, because if you look at Luke 21, Jesus said, some of you, they will cause to be put to death. So everyone is not going to be necessarily persecuted. Some people are going to escape. And those who do, it's going to be by his grace. You know, it's up to the Lord how each one of us goes. But we want to have the oil in our lamps. We want to be ready. We want to make sure we're good because we don't want to be left here any longer than we have to be. A lot of us are going to die in the judgments. I mean, if this country goes to war, we're getting bombed by other countries and nuclear power plants are melting down. You don't think there's going to be radiation poisoning? There's going to be another pestilence. When people can't eat, when sanitary conditions are not present, there are going to be many, many causes That people are going to perish in. It's not necessarily going to be decapitation, although we will be persecuted for our faith and be on the run. That's a given. You know, many of us are going to die for our faith, but it could be through any means, because if you're trying to witness to lost souls, which is what the Lord is going to have us doing and what we're supposed to be doing right now, which is why anybody who's being called needs to stop playing around, you know, it's likely that we're going to be killed you know, we're going to be killed for our faith. And, you know, dying a martyr doesn't necessarily mean having your head cut off.
1: But either way, we're called to keep watch, to keep on our armor, to keep on the attire of God's
0: righteousness. That's what we're called to do, aside from sharing our testimony. And I've told you before, this is another reason you want to keep watch, because you do not want to be found among those who are unaware, the lukewarm Christians who continue to prattle, prattle around and just do whatever. And then it shows up and they're going to have no escape. And even if you do, you might go into captivity. You don't want to deny Jesus. I've done several podcasts on this now. First Peter five, verse six through 11. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. I have heard so many people going on about the cares of life. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned about... It's like you're concerned with things that don't matter. Remember, pray his will be done. Take the cup of suffering from me, but not what I will, what you will. The Lord is getting people prepared. He is about to do very, very mighty things in their lives. You don't want to go fall asleep. You want to stand, watch, Keep praying. Verse 8, verse Peter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. There are millions of Christians going through the very same things you're going through, the same things I'm going through. That's why I said, when I hear you know that multiple people are waiting, they're in a time of waiting, And by the way, during that waiting, you experience a lot of trials. And some of those trials, they can be hurt. They can hurt, you know? That's why you want to keep praying. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Staying watch. Stand watch for his direction. Yes, take the cup of suffering from me, but not what I will, what you will. How many people are willing to do the Lord's will? Or do they just want to be comfortable? See, this is the big thing here in America that we have to be very careful about because we have had it so good for so many
1: years. And rapidly, things are going downhill. The Lord blessed this nation,
0: but he's taking those blessings away one by one. Things are getting worse. There's a control grid being set up. And it's not even just in America. This is happening around the world. They just passed an, a law in Australia, and I told you guys that they would do this. They said that anybody, if social media doesn't re- remove anything that they deem to be, quote-unquote, disinformation, they will now fine the individual for looking at it. And I brought it up recently.
1: You know, In Ireland,
0: they were, they were doing this. like They're going to start fining people or arresting them if they say something that is not in line with what they say. This is coming from what I understand to Canada. People up there are reporting that they can't access certain websites. They want to make it illegal to use VPNs. I know it's coming to the UK. It's going to come to mostly the Western nations first because we're the most free. Then it's going to spread into the rest of the world because that's the plan.
1: What are you going to do? Submit to them or submit to God? Have you reflected on that? Have you come to terms with that? Are the people around you a danger to you? Will they submit to that? The control grid? The beast system? Or are they going to submit to the Lord? You are being called
0: to choose right now. That is part of the season we are currently in. The Lord is seeing who is going to do what. And everyone is being tested. You need to pay attention. Stand watch and pray. Be sober, be vigilant. That means pay attention because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Don't fall asleep. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings, that means what you're going through, are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That means you will lack for nothing, and your faith will be where it needs to be for anything that you encounter in the future. So that's why I talked about Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane, because a lot of us are going through waiting, and while we're waiting, we're going through the trials. Why? Because he's establishing foundations. He's, he's putting us on a firm foundation. He's strengthening us. He's
1: settling us. Some of us, he's bringing new people into our lives. He has a reason for that. We need to be
0: seeking him and what he wants us to do because some of us are able to help individuals who can't do anything for themselves.
1: He's grouping his people together, he's getting them ready for the next chapter that's about to unfold.
0: The church never talks about suffering, it hardly ever talks about suffering. It talks about Jesus and what he suffered through, but it never tells us that we're going to have to go through the same. And he said, you know, Jesus said, we're going to go through even worse and be called even worse. And they're going to do horrible things unto us. And look at the times we live in. You know, his prophets went through what they went through when his apostles, that was then. You read about what, what they endured, that, that they were chained up in jail or that they were killed. And they didn't even have technology back in those days to help. I mean, we're, we, we're surrounded by a whole... Big
1: police state system. And what comes you're going to need to have that foundation and be strong.
0: And the Lord is settling us. He is strengthening many of you right now. He's strengthening me. I know he's strengthening me more. He's been doing that. And there are trials to get you there. So a lot of people are literally going through, you know,
1: H-E-double hockey sticks. But there's a reason for it. It's training. It's training so that you will be
0: perfect and complete and lacking nothing. And then, you know, First Peter 5.11, To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, we can go on more about the trials. James 1 verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So when you're waiting and you're like at your wits end, it doesn't matter how much you're tempted to go back into the world, continue to cling to the Lord, continue to cling to him. You don't want to be part of the falling away because listen, when this gets, when this stuff heats up, this is why I've been interjecting facts of what's going on in between what I'm talking about today, because there's going to be so much temptation when comforts are removed. So, if you're going through it now, rejoice over that because there is a reason. James 1 4, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. This is just what I was talking about. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Remember, keep watch, keep praying. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's the real test during the trials. That's why the trials are allowed. He's building your faith up. Take the cup of suffering from me, yet not what I will, what you will. That's why I've prayed that verse even for myself. Because I want my faith to be so strong. And what comes for as long as I have to be here. And that's what the rest of you should be doing. I don't care how anybody pretends to be online or in their YouTube videos. You know where you are, and we are told to make sure that we do not fall. 1 Corinthians 10, 12. Therefore, let him that thinketh, he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. In other words, don't think that you're better than you really are and stronger in your faith than you really are, because there's a lot of people who walk around saying, I have faith, I have faith, I have faith. It's like, well, your faith's going to be tested. And this is going on right this moment, in this season we are currently in. That's why a lot of you are waiting. You're going through trials. It's patience testing. It's faith building. That comes with extreme times of waiting to increase your faith. And there is often a lot of sorrow. There is a lot of trials and sometimes days of extreme suffering
1: that come with it. It is not a day at the park. To put it in hindsight, you are suffering through
0: trials and having your faith stretched to build it. Because in the very near future, there is going to be a time to wait, a time to move, a time of provision, a time of some sort of lack.
1: There's going to be a time to speak, a time to go silent. As I've said before, And as the word says, and that's
0: what I'm quoting, there's a time for everything. You're essentially learning on waiting for the Lord. Blessed is he who waits on the Lord. And during those times, it's tempting to lean into your own counsel. And I forewarn you do not do that. There's a lot of people saying, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I want to do this, I want to do that. And I've warned about that. Seek him first, and these things will be added unto you. If you do what you want, you're not going to be prepared
1: because you're going your own way. And then you'll find out on your day of visitation. And this is why the church needs to be preparing,
0: not just walking around saying, you know, playing this church stuff. That's like, that's not the, that's not going to fly in what comes. And what's ironic about that in and of itself is those very people, if they see you suffering, will say, well, you just need to have faith. And they have no idea, they are unaware of what's even coming, because they're not even submitting to the same kind of refining. They're being misled by wrong doctrines, or watered-down doctrines, and they only want to hear the good stuff. That's why I said they hardly ever talk about the suffering that you go through. It's like you need to put it into perspective as to how it applies each and every day. And I'm talking about days, weeks, and months of waiting on the Lord. Yes, it really does take that long at times. He can move within a day. I've seen the Lord move as quick as 10 minutes. There's certain things I'm waiting on a year after he's, pro- he's told me that, that he's going to do certain things. It's all about his timing. And during that time, we as believers need to submit. And I mean, eyes on Jesus, girding up your loins, keeping watch, keeping in prayer not focusing on things that are, frankly,
1: tedious and stupid and aren't going to matter very soon. True faith, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's true. It requires you to suffer. And like I said, a lot of
0: us, we're going to be greatly tested in what comes. And we are to continue to love the Lord under trials. James 1 verse 12, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown brings forth death. And that's what I was saying earlier. If you continue to turn to the worldly comforts instead of being in the discomfort of the battle and submitting to the Lord, whether he just wants you to even sit with him.
1: You know, guys, there's a lot of times when I'm not praying, I sit with the Lord. I just sit there. I just sit there. Verse 16 even says, do,
0: it, this is interesting. Verse 16, how many notice this? Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. That's all it says. That's verse 16. James 1:16. Do not be
1: deceived, my beloved brethren. Why is that its own verse? Don't be deceived by your own counsel. Submit to the Lord. Submit to what
0: he's calling you to do. If it doesn't matter what you see everybody else doing. You've been told time and again what's on the way. And this is one of the reasons the warnings are winding down. Because the Lord is watching what each person is doing. This is a time of testing. It's a time of trials and testing. That's what we've been going through. Who's really going to submit to him? Who's, who's not? Who's going to go back into the world? Remember, he who loves the world is not worthy of being mine. And if you love the Lord, you want to submit to him. James 1 verse 19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And that's one
1: thing you'll go through. When you're crying out in that garden, you're tempted to get mad. Let's be honest. I've gotten upset. Okay. But that's about the refining. Because everyone gets pushed to the absolute
0: max when they go through that refining, and that's why I've talked about this before. I talked about those things a year ago, and the reason for it is because I knew that this day would come. I was shown that this day would come. The Lord showed me this day would come. It's in his word this day would come.
1: And that's where we are. And so it's up to you. Are you willing to suffer for the Lord?
0: Are you willing to wait on him? Are you willing to truly seek him out
1: on everything that lies on each and every one of us? Brothers and sisters, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you for being patient with me while I sought
0: the Lord to see what he wanted me to talk about. And I pray that this was a blessing to you today. And, um, you know, as far as what you're going through, I, I, I know what you're feeling. I, I know what it's like out there. And, just keep praying. Just hold on. Just hold on because God's going to come through, okay? He has a plan. He has a true plan for those who are really, really seeking him and knocking. He's going to be opening many doors. So we want to be submitting to him and crucifying that flesh. You know, don't be giving into temptations or going back into the world because you're getting weary. Don't get tired of doing good. You know, keep doing what you've been doing all along. You want to maintain, you want to endure. And you want to stay vigilant to everything happening right now because we are in a very crucial cross. We're at, a, we're at a crosswalk, we're at a path now. You need to pick up your cross, deny yourself, and continue to move forward, no matter how much it hurts. You will not always understand,
1: there will be tears. But blessed is he who waits on the Lord. Jesus bless you, I thank you all for listening, and until next time, stay safe out there.